Hey y'all, it's Amber and Amelia with Homegrown Faith. We are here to share how we navigate real life with Jesus through the good, the bad, and the yuck. One thing for certain is that in every situation, His grace prevails. Everyone has a seat at our table, so pull up a chair and see how the Holy Spirit speaks to you this week. Whether you're new to your faith or a seasoned backyard Baptist, we've got you covered. We are so glad you're here for this week's episode and we hope it impacts your walk with Jesus in a positive way. Let's get to it. Good morning, Homegrown Faith. Thank you guys for being here today with us. We are so, so happy that you choose to spend your Wednesday mornings with us. And um, I got to tell you guys, but this is so much fun gathering together at the table. And it's so fulfilling when we listen you know, back at our recordings and just sitting here talking about these incredible topics. So I do have to say, I think that, but I'm also curious. So, you know, after we gather each Wednesday morning, how do you guys feel after listening? Do you guys feel like, oh, me too? Or maybe you're like, thank goodness I'm not alone. I don't know. Or maybe you've just learned something new and you're ready to tackle the day and you feel the Holy Spirit in you so much that you're just ready to go to a rooftop and just preach the word. I wonder because I know when we record and we listen after, it's really, really a good way to start my day. And like, I'm super ready to take on anything and everything. I couldn't agree more, Amelia. Like every Wednesday I listen to the podcast and it totally sets the tone for my day. I do it in the morning usually when I'm walking Mm -hmm. and like even gathering with you around this table to record sometimes like multiple weeks at a time, like leaves me feeling so fulfilled and Mm -hmm. it changes my day for the better. Like, thank you for being here with me at the table, Amelia. And thank you to all of you listening for tuning in every week without fail to hear about Jesus. Oh, I love it. I love it. And we hope you guys do too. Yeah. So whatever it may be, I hope you guys know that you're not alone and you don't serve a do-nothing God. And he has so many incredible blessings ahead of you. He's here and he's walking alongside you guys and us. And he's just waiting for you to build a relationship with him. Maybe you've started one. So he's waiting for you to cast your burdens to him and really have faith in the season that you're in. Or better yet, just go spread the gospel with the people around you. Okay, this leads me into our topic today, which is the importance of gathering. Yep. Gathering is a big part of our Thanksgiving series. You guys, Mm -hmm. you know, we are like smack dab in the middle of that. And I'm so excited to dive into it with you all today. Yeah. So how are you guys spreading the gospel if you're not gathering? Yep. How are you going to grow? How are you going to get through this hard season or share your wins and praises in life if you're not gathering? So not only is it fun to gather, but it also helps us nurture our relationships that we have with our friends and family, as well as the most important one, which is the one we have with Jesus. Also by gathering, it helps us have a sense of belonging, right? A sense of community. So think about it. If you have friends over for dinner and you guys gather around the table, you leave feeling connected, inspired, and for me, I always feel super rejuvenated. What about you, Amber? I I agree 100%. Like, this is unrelated, but it kind of goes hand in hand with the point Amelia just made. I was having a conversation with someone about hardships, and I was telling them, like, they didn't want to tell anyone about their hardship, mm-hmm. right? And so in response to that, I was telling them, like, how is anyone going to know to pray for you if you don't tell them 
what you're going through. Right. Gathering is the same, guys. Like, just like Amelia said, how will we share the gospel if we're not getting together? Like, how will we fulfill the very commands the Bible tells us if we aren't gathering and fellowshipping with one another? Like, gathering is a necessary part of a Christian walk with Christ, and it's a necessary part of fostering positive relationships in your life. Like, I know introverts may have a difficult time gathering. And gosh, like, right. all of us get in ruts every now and then Absolutely. where we don't want to be around other people. But God calls us to gather. Yeah. Like, fellowship with other Christians is such an important part of human nature. And it's something we should all be striving to do. Like, I know we think about it a lot of, you know, like, more so than not this time of year, but like I encourage each of you to make an effort to gather with your friends, your family, your church family, and complete strangers, y'all. Any chance you get this holiday season. Agreed, agreed. Y'all coming together really enables us to grow our faith in ways that you really can't do alone. We hear God's word and we learn how to apply it in our lives through the good and the hard seasons in life. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. There is such power when you gather and get into the word with one another. It's going to inspire you. It's going to allow you to be more hopeful, more joyful, more thoughtful, and more alive. Gathering together also gives you a sense of safety and satisfaction, to be honest. Here we go again with another Romans verse. Here we go. (laughs) Y'all, we should just change the podcast name to Two Girls and the Book of Romans. (laughs) Like at this point. Right? Anyway. Yes. Faith grows when we hear the word. When we are around other people that radiate their faith, Mm -hmm. our faith grows. That's right. Also, like I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to say that if you aren't in a church hearing the message every Sunday, like please try to find one this holiday season. It's so important. Think about it. Have you been so excited to be around a group of people lately? Maybe it was for worship, maybe a get-together, barbecue, a just because. Do you remember the excitement as the time was getting closer and closer and as you're preparing to gather with this particular group of people? There's something special that happens when we gather with friends, family, and loved ones. When we gather, we bring ourselves into an environment that we naturally uh, become happy and more joyful. You see... The concept of gathering is that Jesus, well, I should say he understood it well. He gathered his disciples in secluded spaces around meals to teach, Mm -hmm. to pray, to stand for injustice, to heal, to forgive. Exactly like us. We can do these things. Yep. In Matthew chapter 18, the disciples are questioning their status, their position, and their power. However, Jesus teaches them that The children matter and theirs is the kingdom. And he warns us against causing the little ones, which are those we, those who believe in him to stumble. He speaks of the parable of the lost sheep, right? And the pastor's love and willingness to leave the 99 to seek one. Jesus gathers in his teaching moments with his disciples and expresses in the Matthew 18, 20 for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Guys, this is a promise for the days to come after Jesus returns to heaven. It is an assurance that he will in some way be present among us. It's also explaining why God will grant these requests for us. 
Jesus indicates right here in this verse that meeting of his people, meetings full of power, that they have stronger connections to heaven, right? It doesn't have to be a large gathering. They can be two or three of his followers at a time. So don't think that it always has to be this large mass or gathering for him to be with us. Jesus is just as much present in a little congregation as he, in his, as he is in a great mass meeting. He's not a slave to numbers, guys. I've said that before. So with that being said, think about it. A meeting of two or three is easy to gather, right? Yep. I mean, look at Amber and I sitting here. It takes There's a little, two. it takes a very little effort. I that's, promise. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we even have my daughter in the background. So there's really three of us here, but someone is always close at hand. It's not hard to find a place to meet two or three are mentioned. So this is not to encourage you first off to like leave people out or not attend church because you don't need this big right. group or not go to a Bible study, but it explains that the faithful few who do not forget the gathering of themselves together. It can be as little as two or three. He shows us that large numbers are not essential, that the rank of people is not essential, that the particular place is not essential, right? The time is not essential. And the other part that that verse is, is to gather in my name. So I know I've said this before too, because I'm pretty sure we've referenced this verse but he shows us that meeting in Jesus's name is most essential, right? It means that we're known by him and his name. He is our point of gathering. We gather around Jesus gathering together in his name means we're gathering according to the character and nature of Jesus gathering in a manner that he would be proud of gather with those around you and feel the Holy spirit wherever you guys are. Guys, I, something before I go into my next point. So like the sun just came out and it's shining through my kitchen window right now. I I literally have chills. So just so you guys know, we're recording this on a day of rain. Yep. Like it's not supposed to be sunny. And Super the, cloudy. The sun, as she was talking about gathering in Jesus's name, the sun literally it radiating. Was, it literally pointed right to us sitting at this table and now it's gone chills so like that coming again (laughs) that was really really cool but anyway (laughs) gathering isn't something that requires a lot of people guys like it just requires a desire to fellowship yes like that can be with one other person or 20 other people the point is to come together in the name of jesus and spend time together it doesn't have to look formal or anything like that at all like guys if you saw me right now you'd be like what (laughs) she is so informal and i look like i rolled out of bed we're looking a little (laughs) rough this morning but anyway fellowship is so good for our souls y'all and it allows it allows us to really get to know one another Mm -hmm. like I think about the hustle and bustle of this life and how we don't really know what's going on in someone's life day to day. Mm -hmm. Like even our close friends, unless we are literally spending intentional time once or twice, once or twice a month gathering and catching up, like we have to meet each other in between the chaos of life. That is where Jesus truly shines. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 tells us, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another Mm -hmm. and all the more as you see the day drawing near. How can we encourage one another or lift one another up if we aren't spending time together? That's right. 
you know, the power of gathering, it's, it's not only for the feel good, right? Loving moments of spending time with loved ones, but it's also vital for the collective anointing and the fight for justice and equality in those hard seasons. Scripture tells us we gather to march. We gather to pray. We gather around the Lord's table to remember the work done on the cross and through the resurrection that binds us together as the body of Christ. The powerful setting that Jesus instituted with his disciples on that evening and he by the ones he was portrayed he gives us a gathering place to share in the carrying of one another's burdens it's a place where our diverse world and community can gather as one body equally connected to the vine and we can be empowered through the holy spirit the word gather is understood in this context to convey to bring together to assemble Yet the word gather is also used to speak of the harvest. As the body of Christ, we are also reminded of the importance of coming together to gather the collective blessings from God, to reap in the glory of his worship, to love one another, and share in the joy and mercies of the Lord, which are new every single morning. To gather is to come together, yet to gather is to reap harvest. The gospel is about relationships, guys which is strengthened when we gather, when we're together. So as you move through your day, you may mediate on the intentional gathering with others with through the walk of your life, each day at work, at home, your community, so that you can be the beacon on light and hope through the love of Jesus Christ. There is strength in numbers, y'all. God's strength is in those numbers. Like this life is hard for a Christian. Mm -hmm. We have to lean on one another in the community and privately to stand up for what we know to believe true through the word. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 tell us that two are better than one. For if either of them falls, one can help the other stand up. Amen. Um, I added stand. I'm sorry, guys. We are not meant to walk through this life alone, but it takes a conscious effort on our part to put plans in place for fellowship. Yeah. Um, I mean, together is, like you said, to be together, right? right? It's it's part of God's plan for his people. When we get together as a church, we're in God's will. Not gathering as a family of believers is dangerous. Ephesians 4 tell us tells us that we're... We are to let no corrupt world, word proceed out of our mouths, but only what is good for teaching. We teach each other and have opportunities to be more like Jesus when we gather together. Here's a small teaching. Jesus could have accomplished everything he was sent to do without getting help from others. We know that. Let's be honest. But he chose 12 men and gave them power and authority to do the Father's will. He gathered them himself and he used them to proclaim the gospel, right? He taught, trained, preached to them, and he prayed for these men. And he did this in the context of community gatherings, right? They gathered together. This shows us right here in the Bible that being together as a church or community protects us and provides for the body of Christ. It empowers, equips, and grows us. Guys, without being together, we're open to attacks of loneliness, doubt, and unbelief, which ultimately leads you down a dark and narrow road that you don't want to be on. Yeah, and I just want to add to that, guys. Like the 12 men Jesus chose, his disciples, 
they were practically teenagers. Mm-hmm. Did y'all know that? Like they were kids and each of them had their own set of problems. But Jesus brought them together to accomplish something that is so powerful. Like he instilled his wisdom in them so that they would go on and spread the gospel across all nations. That same wisdom can be instilled in us, but we must be in the word and we must be in fellowship with other Christians in order to grow that. It's so spot on. You cannot do this alone. The importance of, we've talked about it before, thankfulness, gratitude, um, the importance of community and now we're here gathering and sharing the gospel is not a solo job. Like that is the job of every single one of us. That's right. You know, that's right. And you can do it in so many ways. Right. So, you know, in closing, I just want to review a few things with you guys that I've learned over time. And I really feel like it drives home the importance of gathering. So hang with me. Okay. Because this is super important and these are key elements and understandings that you can do in your everyday life. So, the first thing, wise counsel. So in Proverbs fifteen twenty two, without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. So what this is saying is when we gather together as a church, remember two or three people, and we have a teachable heart, God will use others to speak wise words to us. No one person, including ourselves, has all the answers. Other people bring to light the things that we might not see. It might be because we're in a season, right? Right. It might be because we don't know yet, but they bring fresh perspectives and they come alongside us advising and guiding in the way that brings us closer to God and gives him glory. God does. I have said this before, but he does some of his best work in your life through the people he brings in and out of it. That's right. He will use other people to bring you closer to him or to push you into a circumstances where you are the one bringing someone else closer to him. Love it. Nothing in this world happens by chance. That's why, like, I can't stand the phrase, like, oh, I'm so lucky. Like, right. no, it is all part of God's plan. That's right. You know, second is knowledge of God's word. Who comforts us in all the tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God in 2 Corinthians 1.4. When we study God's word together as a church, we share different viewpoints and we grow in our knowledge of God. It fosters community and reveals ways that we can love generously and serve each other as a family or as a friend. Yes, and like gathering at a church, guys, is so important. Like I want to be clear that studying God's word can also happen outside of a church. Yep. Like I I would actually encourage that, right? Like the only place to study God's word isn't at church. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere, anytime, any place. Like mm-hmm. equipping ourselves with God's word has a huge impact on our days and getting his word on Sunday mornings at church, that is not enough. We have to be getting it every single day. Right. And when you say not enough, it means, you know, it is very important that we do attend and go to church on Sundays. Right. But that can't be your only place. Right. And when we speak to church and when, when scripture is saying church, right. Uh, like we just read, that's two or three more people. Right. So you can have church and home, but you still need to go to the congregation because you have yeah. to have those perspectives and those other people's teachings as well. Well, we talked about, you know, fellowship and like that is an aspect of fellowship is mm-hmm. like gathering at your community church. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the other thing too is to rekindled worship. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Colossians three sixteen. So worship worshiping together as a church is one of the most powerful things that we can do in the body of Christ. Worshiping rekindles and revives our spiritual fire that's within us. It's an experience of our heart that brings us closer to God and magnifies his name. Personal worship is critical, but something happens when we're in like a corporate worship. So like it can't be experienced or explained when worshiping privately. So meaning corporate worship at your church, congregational worship. Yeah. Um, And I mean, think about it, right? Like when that song hits different in church and you can feel the Holy Spirit run through you, that is the fire that is being lit. I, I mean, I get absolutely wrecked every Sunday during Same. worship. Like I can't make it through a song without tearing up. And it's just the way the good Lord has made me like, don't do I'm not ask. Me, don't ask me to stand up there and be a part of the worship team. But like you can bet that I will be standing at my seat, praising and worshiping with tears. Absolutely. Um, then another thing, too, is spiritual refreshment. So. Psalm 1-3, he is like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Guys, we all go through seasons of spiritual drought. During these seasons, we feel dry. We feel like our souls need to be dusted off and refreshed by the presence of God. The world pulls our attention left and right constantly. The things that compete for our attention often leave us spiritually dry. So coming together as a church community to worship, studying God's word, that fellowship revives and refreshes our souls. This is one of the most important, y'all. Like when we are walking through a season where we don't feel close to God, we often want to retreat. That's what the enemy wants Mm -hmm. us to do, right? Like don't do it. Gather together with your church family and your Christian friends so you can be rehydrated by their faith and by God's love. Like. Do not isolate yourself, especially in those seasons where you do feel spiritually dry. Yeah. It's, again, the it's so important to have certain people around you. For sure. Uh, fifth, comfort and encouragement. So, therefore, comfort each day and edify one another, just as you are doing. First Thessalonians 5.11. We find encouragement when we're together as a church family. The Bible says that two or three are better than one. Yep. For when one falls, the other will help him lift him up. Amber just recited that. A threefold cord is not quickly broken, guys. So coming together releases that spiritual encouragement, and it creates space for comfort and for teaching to happen again in the body of Christ. So next I'm going to talk about is uh, the powerful prayer. And we've talked about this. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's in Matthew 18, 20. Praying together as a church, two or three more people, um, making that part of your daily life, that's really important. In today's world of busyness, hurt, exhaustion, pausing to come together in prayer seems to be one more thing to fit into your schedule. I get it. But guys, it's so important to be a part of your spiritual journey and Honestly, you'll do life together if you find those people to surround yourself by. Pray together unites and strengthens the family of God. Think about it. When you're with each other, right, your faith gets stronger. Your hope gets stronger, right? Your 
your commitment to God becomes stronger. It facilitates repentance. And when we gather together as a church in Jesus' name, he is right there with us. And then lastly, guys, sharper focus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, mediate on these things. The things which you learned and received are heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Guys, being together in a church community sharpens our minds. Yep. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. So when we're around others in the family of God, we can hold each other accountable. We can encourage each other and we can mediate on the things of God and peace will be with us. When we gather together, you guys, like we're basically saying, Lord, thank you as a response to his incredible work of salvation. Like not only is gathering together enjoyable, but it nurtures our most important relationships and it promotes a sense of belonging and community. Like a simple meal shared with friends or family can leave you feeling incredibly inspired, rejuvenated, and connected. Christ is going to gather all his people when he comes in glory and takes us home. Mm, Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also in John 14, 3. We should be gathering in anticipation for the day when Jesus comes back and gathers all of us to go home. It's coming. Like, friends, I, d- I feel like it is so close. Like, take this holiday season as the opportunity to intentionally gather with one another in Christ's name. Take the season to get involved in a church community. Be the friend that initiates intentional time with your other friends. I hope you all have the best time fellowshipping as we continue to get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. Like we are so thankful that you gather here with us, even Mm -hmm. though it's virtual. Um, And we can't wait to see like how the Lord moves in your life this Thanksgiving week, because I really do strongly believe that he gave Amelia and I this series to just impact and encourage y'all to, you know, do something a little bit more this Thanksgiving season. Like it's really easy for us to gather with our friends and family that we're used to gathering with. But like, I really challenge you guys to take this series to heart and think about how you can fellowship with people that maybe you don't normally fellowship with, you right. know, reach out to the old, old contacts, right? Yeah. Reach out to those people you haven't talked to in a while or someone new at church. Yeah. Like, and you know? I just, you're going to be so fulfilled yourself. And we talk about the fire being lit within you and the Lord is with us guys. You're going to feel it when you're surrounding yourself, right? Like indulge into this season. And I hope that you guys feel, even though like Amber said, this is virtual. I hope you really feel the sense of community that I feel when listening, when sitting here at the table. Like, I just feel like we have such an awesome friend group right here at this yeah. podcast. And I really hope that you feel that. But then take that, take that thankfulness, yeah. take that gratitude and take it into your community um, and input yourself where, you know, you feel that that gap could be. And it starts with a leap, guys. Like Amelia and I, like yes. just very honestly, like we, we were, have been friends on Facebook for years, but we have not like spoken to each other. <laughs> Right. Or like gathered together right. in like, 
years, right? right? Like I'm talking lots of years. And all it took was one message. That's right. And we have almost been on this journey six months. Yeah. Like crazy to it's think crazy about. To think. But like that's so amazing. And that's like we have fellowship time every single week together. Yeah. And it's just us. And yeah. that's, you know, it's just beautiful to see God reward obedience that's right through fellowship and guys we talked about it I know time's hard and schedules are hard yeah but something I I have taught some time back in a Bible study group is on Sunday morning it might be your only morning that you get to sleep in yep because work's crazy the evenings I get it sports on Saturdays Sunday might be your only evening to sleep in but if you fight that resistance right and you get up and you go to church You feel so much better after because you did it. Right. If you create that habit, it's going to be less and less that you get the urge to not wake up on Sunday. Rest also doesn't just mean sleeping in. Yep. You can find rest in God's word that's happening at church. So I agree. And and to be honest, like, you know, some of my most stressful, busy days. Yeah. I find rest because I grab my Bible and I grab my book and I go to my bed and I read. Exactly. And I can't tell you how much uh, comfort, how much I feel at peace and yep. actually how rested I get in that moment by reading and studying opposed to actually going to sleep. I love that so much. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys. We hope you guys are having a wonderful Thanksgiving season and we hope you love this Thanksgiving series and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye y'all. They gather together. This shows us right here.